Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. This is Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us for our very first episode. We are very pleased to have in the studio today a podcaster and comedian from Grand Rapids, <laughs> Stu McAllister. This is like deja vu. I can't believe I'm here for the first time. This is awesome. Thank you very much for having me. A little, a little inside baseball, guys. We recorded the first five minutes or so of this. It was actually two hours. <laughs> it was a two-hour podcast it, it just, lost. It just felt like two Deranged. hours. <laughs> And we had to scrap the whole mess because I forgot to I swore a lot. Record it the right way. Can so. I swear on this? Absolutely. You can. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Because <laughs> you can edit it all out. You're like, yeah. oh, beep, right out beep. the gate. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, today we are going to be discussing the 1993 classic film Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. And uh, before we get started with the podcast, though, I do want to stop for a moment, let everybody go and watch the film if you haven't seen it, and then come back and listen. But who hasn't seen Groundhog Day? Can we be honest? <laughs> Everybody's seen it. Now. <laughs> right. Now. And they're back. Okay, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, it was a great mil- uh, Milvy. <laughs> That's my uh, combination of both film and movie. That's very nice. I thought it was like a mil for something. I know. I thought that too. The plural of mils. <laughs> Milvy. Oh, I love those Milvies. <laughs> this movie is kind of Milvy. I mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess Andy's, Andy McDowell's what now? 60, something like that, I think. Yeah. No, she was in Magic Mike XXL. She looks pretty good. Yeah. She's guilty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Though we, uh, so we do want to discuss the film. We want to talk about uh, the intricacies of the film. Uh, but to do so, we need to make sure you guys are on board. You've gone and watched it at this point, hopefully. But if you haven't, let's take a second here to have uh, Bill Murray describe the movie to you. So here we go. Rita. I'm reliving the same day over and over. Groundhog Day, today. Okay, I'm waiting for the punchline. No, really, this is the third time. It's like yesterday never happened. I am racking my brain, but I can't even begin to imagine why you'd make up something like this. I'm not making it up. I am asking you for help. Okay, what do you want me to do? I don't know. Greatest of all time. Yeah. So uh, reliving the same day over and over and over again. Uh, and we, uh, Stu, you have the distinction of being the very first person that oh. I've ever talked to uh-huh. who has never uh, had never seen the film. I had never seen it. Yeah. Uh, which, again, it's weird because I know it is a classic to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's weird that I haven't watched because I am a huge Chris Elliott fan. <laughs> huge. <laughs> Cabin Boy, uh, his own TV show for like three episodes, all those guest appearances on David Letterman. He is the best. Of Something all time. about Mary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Woogie. Yeah. He oh, is awesome. The stye in his eye makes me cringe yeah. every time. I don't, so I don't know how I missed out on this one. Yeah. Strange. Strange. It's part of his uh, immense uh, catalog. Very, yeah. very deep cut here back in 1993. Deep. <laughs> so, uh, what is your. Uh, Stepping back away from the film now, you've seen yep. it. What's your take on it? What do you? What did, what did you bring we, away? Oh, we're, from... we're getting right into it. We're yeah, getting to the meat, the heart of the matter. Yeah, let's uh, let's take a, a dive in and see what you think. All right, uh, I I hated this movie. <laughs> I can't lie, I did. I hated this movie so much. I I hate both of you for making me for making me watch this movie. Uh, it was not good. I don't understand why it's a classic. Okay. Uh, I, I am not a fan. I Like, if that had been my DVD, uh, I would have broken it and thrown it away. 
but because it was yours, I, I, I left it alone and I brought it back to I, you. So, I appreciate yes. that. Yes, yeah. yes. I, I just, I don't know. I uh, Maybe if I had watched it in 1993, it's 25 years old now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I personally, I don't think it aged well in my brain. No. I don't think it did. Okay. Uh, it, it was it was not for me, man. It was not for me. Because I was excited to watch it because I'm like, oh, Chris Elliott movie. I haven't seen it. Let's <laughs> let's get into this. Let's see what happens. His part was completely underutilized. It was Absolutely. focused on Bill Murray and Andy McDowell, and he was left out. He was like, not, I can't even say he was like third main guy. He was like 10th main guy. Yeah. So, it was very so for anybody that's not super familiar with who Chris Elliott is that's listening, he would be the... Uh, yeah, he's the camera guy. The yeah. cameraman. Yes. He was the nice, likable guy. He was, yes. He was just trying, and, and for some reason, everyone thought he was creepy. I was going to say. I don't know why yeah. they thought he was creepy. Honestly, he sort of Super borders, creepy. yeah, he borders on creepy for me, but you know. Everybody, Did he? Does he? Everybody's got their own I thing. Know, I don't know. Uh, I thought he was cool. He's <laughs> like, that's the guy I want to be. I want to be Chris Elliott. That's who I aspire <laughs> sure. to be. Yeah, he spent, uh, what, the last seven, six, seven years or something filming the Salmon of Capistrano. I think that was his role in the film before he got into... Punxsutawney there was yeah. he'd been doing it for a while yes so he's, he's a uh San Diego yeah sure yeah yeah <laughs> why would you leave San Diego to go to Pittsburgh what a horrible life choice <laughs> well and that's why I don't understand like he's a and Phil is a weatherman and they're in Nevada and we'll hear about that in a little bit but they, they drive all the way from Nevada oh no they're not in Nevada they just talk about Nevada, Nevada. okay yeah it's the nation's that high that threw me off yeah. huge I don't know where they're they're stationed at necessarily <laughs> they're in Pittsburgh Pittsburgh okay yeah. so it's not that far of a drive right yes. from Punxsutawney yeah, he goes out there every they, year like they have the segment where they're in the car and it makes you feel like they're driving forever Right. And I'm like, wow, yeah, that's a pretty long drive from Nevada. <laughs> no, no, no. This is a, it's a day oh, it's trip okay. at best. Yeah, yeah Punxsutawney's probably like uh, two hours away from Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. have you ever? Because it's right near Latrobe, and I have been to Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Okay, yeah. That's where Rolling Rock is made. Like, oh, I know, oh, I knew you are drinking a boo delight over there, man. <laughs> a boo delight. It's <laughs> fancy. But uh, Rolling Rock is made in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. I have been to that brewery. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, it's very nice. So farthest away from watching the film, but probably the closest in proximity to anyone that <laughs> exactly. I know, really, yes. that would have <laughs> Correct. been there. All right. Uh, so, yeah, speaking of Phil Connors as the weatherman, speaking about uh, the nation's high today in Alco, Nevada, uh, let's take a listen to him. This is our first uh, uh, meeting Phil Connors, Bill Murray, uh, in the film. He's the first character we come across in the, the film, uh, and they, they open up at the weather, uh, at the radio, or the news station yeah, that's the word i'll get there guys are you struggling i'll get is this, there is this heat stroke what is happening i feel like we've already done this do you, need, do you need help <laughs> what did we already say i don't even know Wait, now, yeah you guys are listening to this clip for the first time but we have to listen to it again this is our own groundhog day and feel, <laughs> you're reliving it. And feel free uh guys to just talk over these if you feel like it you know there's, there's no reason to let them let them breathe you know All right somebody asked me today phil if you could be anywhere in the world, where would you like to be? And I said to him, probably right here, Alco, Nevada. Our nation's high at 79 today. Out in California, they're going to have some warm nation's weather high. tomorrow. Gang wars and some very overpriced real estate. Gang wars. Up in the Pacific Northwest, as you can see, they're going to have trees. some mm-hmm. very, very tall trees. Matt's favorite. I love it. I don't know why I like him. I, I would watch him if he was a weatherman. <laughs> he would be entertaining. Yeah. That is for sure. Yep. So, um... 
so the the premise of this movie is that the the day repeats itself over and over again. Uh-huh. Uh, what's your take on that? The gimmick in the movie, like, is that uh, it's a good gimmick? Could they, they I have, do like the gimmick. It should have been Chris Elliott <laughs> been like over and over again. But I like the gimmick. They chose the wrong character. Good sure. gimmick, though. Yeah. When you say the wrong character, do you mean the wrong? They casted Bill, Bill Murray, and they shouldn't have. No, no, no. It should have been the cameraman <laughs> reliving having to deal with this asshole weatherman. Over and over again, like some weird penance thing. Like he committed some atrocity in a previous life. Like he was a child molester. And then I have to realize over Chris Elliott looks like a child molester. I'm aware. That's why I said it. I am aware of what he looks like. I still love him, but I am aware of where he comes from. (laughs) So. With that being said, there some atrocity, some terrible thing happens that causes this time loop. Uh, What do you think caused? the time loop for Bill Murray for his character. Well, I, I guess I look at it. It's, it's kind of like uh, a Christmas Carol kind of thing, sure. which is yeah. weird because he, he did, did Scrooge. Scrooge. Yeah. It's yeah. like, and it's weird because he did this, uh, Punxsutawney Phil thing at Groundhog and he did Caddyshack where it's all stupid fucking groundhogs. <laughs> it's the Illuminati. This, this is strange movie copying itself in different other movies but it, it, it was a strange thing of like he had to learn a life lesson and it was God or a demon or something going you need to learn what you did wrong and become a better human being so right. I don't think there was anything specifically that caused it right like yeah. i didn't I if there was so. i'm not smart enough to have picked no. up yeah, on it not that i'm aware like yeah he didn't wrong someone in any special way right. or anything and and then i can't even really figure out why all of a sudden it looped out of oh, it at the end oh, spoiler yes. <laughs> everybody spoiler it loops out and yeah. i don't quite understand why all of a sudden it, it's oh yeah. he's done he's released yeah the world somehow fixes yeah. itself the demon got tired of playing with his ass or something <laughs> would you have you know, liked the movie better if it had a reason if it was uh, more specific? No. Uh, I, I kind of like looked at this movie like a French film of like, there's no particularly <laughs> fucking reason for it. It just is what it is. Sure. And you move on. You just accept it. And that's what I did. I accepted this movie. So I remember in watching this film for the first time, was I was waiting for the cause. I needed oh, there right. to be that closure. Villain. Yeah, there was mm. no villain in this no. movie. Yeah. I I was expecting maybe even the lady at the inn had something to do with it, or oh, like she was a witch or something. something. It had to be somebody's <laughs> fault, you know what I mean? Sure, yeah, but, I it was Chris Elliott. Yeah, he it did. Was. He's like you, motherfucker. Yeah, you've been dragging me out here <laughs> to oh, Punxsutawney every this year. Bullshit town. I'm living in the van, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was it was very odd to me. Well, I mean, we do get an indication that Phil can be mean sometimes. So apparently, that's the thing that caused it i guess he's just a generally unpleasant person right. he um again this is this is why i didn't like the movie i he was not a likable character sure. and i think even throughout the movie he was not a likable character even at the end when he had redemption yeah he was not a likable character. <laughs> I, I can agree with because that. Because yes. he, everything that he did, he didn't do it because there was this realization of like, I need to be a better person. Everything was manipulation yes. on yes. his part. He manipulated everyone, everyone. in that fucking movie. Entire because town. through the 14,000 years that he relived this day or whatever the hell it was, it was kind of like, all right, I know if I do this, this is going to be the response. And because mm-hmm. he knew there were no mistakes. And he knew from moment one that he was a huge fucking asshole. Yeah. 
<laughs> when he realized he was reliving the day, like, I'll do whatever the hell I want. Yeah, it didn't right? take long. Sure. Yeah. yeah, like he just, he sucker punched that dude in the face, yeah. that uh, that guy he Ned went to Ryerson. high school with. Yeah, Ned Ryerson. Wham! All right in the face. <laughs> and, then, and then he manipulated that woman to have sex with her. And just like every, and then he stole all that money from, yeah. the, from the bank. Sure. And so, I, I, like, and I know this is going to sound dark, but I kept waiting for him to just like rape Annie McDonald. Yeah. Like, why didn't he just rape her? You have to figure in. Yeah, he must have. I'm guessing he probably did. They had to keep it PG. (laughs) Over 10,000. Is there such a thing as a PG rape? (laughs) Well, let's rape her. PG style. (laughs) They just do it off. They do it off screen. Right. They just like, she's like thrashing around. He's grabbing her. Also, the door closes. And then then it's the next day. And then there you go. Chris Elliott slowly opens the door, looks in, and then just slowly closes the door and backs away. Oh, horrible. <laughs> but that's because I'm like the whole time, like that his whole focus is like trying to have sex or a relationship with Annie McDowell. And it's he's trying to do all these things. It's a snowball fight and he's buying things for her and figuring out what she likes. And I'm like, just fucking rape her, dude. Just fucking rape her. Right? Like, what's going to happen tomorrow? She won't remember it. You'll be fine. You'll just wake up. You're in the inn and it's all good to go. Oh, was, this is awesome. It was I love str- it. Uh, that's, that's why I get it. Like, his character was just shit. So even when it was over of like, he's going to go back to being a dick. Yeah. Like, did yeah. he really learn anything? And it was the know. day before. It won in her mind, in everyone's one mind. Yeah. One day yeah. has passed. Yes. He didn't change for anyone else. Right. He's still an asshole. Right. And he still is now. I just, I don't understand the, yeah. To me, the ending is pure garbage. Yeah. Right. And it's all ultra, it, it was all self-serving. It's, yeah, it's everything you said and, yeah, and well, it's e- awful. Even like the the piano playing and yeah. learning the French, all that, it was like, oh my God, this guy is so good. He's so cool. Look at the talent that he has. And he was like at that party and everything. It was, it was all very strange. Like, I did not like him at any point during the movie. Sure, yeah. Uh, Which yeah. I think was a was supposed to be a device in the film. In the beginning, at, yeah. Up to a point, you're supposed to really hate him somehow. Yeah. Even though he didn't do anything terrible. And then you eventually learn to love him through his own trials of like he he did it to himself like he has to put himself through these sure little you know trials that he has to go through i guess i don't know mm-hmm. he has to sexually assault several women in town <laughs> i guess and then and then he wins at the end i don't know how right but, right, right, right. Uh, so we've thoroughly covered the things you hated about the movie mm-hmm. is there anything at all i mean aside from chris elliott chris elliott yeah i uh, can't believe he only went for like 50 cents in that uh right that fucking uh bit on bachelor right. auction thing two bits so, two bits that old bitch <laughs> wants him to dude, go down this dude be empty in his pockets that day <laughs> Dude, I love dude, you, Chris. Dude, 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 dude. It was just very weird. And, uh, I mean, everyone's just staring at him like he's a circus show freak or sure. something. I'm like, come on, it's Chris Elliott. Like, you give him at least a dollar. It's right. funny because they also had to, like, dirtbag him up a little bit, too, for you right. to not fall in love with him because he did the whole, um, when he tipped, he put the money down and then took the money back. away before he left. Right. You know, right. so he's kind of a scumbag, uh, yeah, too. Yeah, he's creeping uh, on Nancy pretty hard. Yeah. And she's so not interested. At least when Phil creeped on her, she was like, oh. She was kind of into it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, was, I don't understand why she didn't Nancy, but Nancy's a slut. Yeah, she was <laughs> all on board. She knew him for she one was day. All about it, right? right he yeah. calls her Rita twice, and she's and then he asks him to ask her Whatever. to marry him. She's like, "Oh, Phil." Right. Uh, so Ned Ryerson. Uh, oh yeah, the the high school buddy. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play a small. Well, I shouldn't say small, but again, feel free to talk over this if you like. <laughs> okay. But this is us meeting Ned for the first time. Phil. 
It's awful. His voice is like finger dance on chalkboard. Phil Connors, I thought that was you. Uh, how you doing? Thanks for watching. Hey, hey. Now, don't you tell me you don't remember me because I sure as heck fire remember you. I feel like I've known so many Ned Ryerson in my life. <laughs> Ned! Ryerson! Ryerson! Phil knows Ned, Ned the head. Come on, buddy. Case Western High. It's like, how Ned do you tell Ryerson, someone that's obviously super nice? Like, trick at the high school yeah. Show. <laughs> He's an insurance guy. That's, Ned Ryerson that's got his job, man. Real bad senior year almost didn't graduate. Bing again. Bing! Ned Ryerson. Yeah, I wonder if he came up with that on his own. The whole bing! I don't know, man. Well, I know it, during the auditions they talk about him and they said he came Ned in hot. Ryerson. He was like, bang, he was this guy bang. during the auditions and they're like, we got to have him. Oh, yeah. So did you turn pro with that belly button well, thing? Well, I mean, he's, re- he's very recognizable. Yes. Sure. Like the, the actor himself. Mm-hmm. So I just had to Google him. He has a strange last name. And it, yeah, it's uh, Tobli- Tobliski. Stephen Toblowski. Yeah. yeah, Toblowski. Yeah. 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 Huge Polish person. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I actually just watched a movie earlier today. I watched Bird on a Wire and he shows up in, uh-huh. in the Mel Gibson classic Bird on a Wire. Yeah. Says it here he's appeared in over 200 films and television yeah. products. So, I mean, he's been in everything. Yeah, he was but... in Californication. Uh, he shows up as Sandy Ryerson in Glee. He, he pulls out the Ryerson oh, really? again in Look Glee. He's trying to relive past glories. <laughs> I'm just looking at all this stuff and I'm like, going, uh, I don't know any of it. It's all just fucking garbage. But I mean, right. that's when you're like that side character, yeah. you're the, yeah. the background guy. Like, you're Yeah, he's not going to be like the main love interest in something. Sure. Yeah. He was in Beethoven's Big Break, <laughs> which was not his, apparently. It no. Was not his Big Break. No. Wild Hogs. He oh, I love Wild Hogs. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love Why are you here? <laughs> he's no Chris Elliott. I mean, that's, that's, that's for true. sure. He is no Chris Elliott. Who could be? Miss Congeniality 2. <laughs> Not even the first one. Garfield. God, he was in some sneakers. <laughs> oh, was that Garfield with uh, Bill Murray? Yeah. Was it the live oh, action? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. He brought him so back. There was a bunch of, bunch of shit. <laughs> he, oh, he wasn't. No, I thought it was something else. No, that was bad. All right. But anyway, he, yeah, he's been, he's been in nothing. But yeah. good old Dead Ryerson. But he's working, man. He's, he's getting out there. Well, when they shot those sequences, they in order to keep everything together, the lighting and everything, they had to, they were able to shoot them one right after the other. Which I think oh, would have been right. super fun because you know he gets annoyed and then you know he punches him and then he hugs him and he's like, "Are you? Can you call in sick? You know, like they pretty much did all of that in one giant one like take. bunch. Yeah, yeah, one day just to film it all. So which continuity. would have been super fun. Yeah. Now, did I miss it? Tell me if I'm wrong. But was there uh, any kind of conclusion? Or no, there was. Okay, because I was talking about like the homeless guy. Yeah. Yes. Because then the homeless guy like died. Right? Yes. Uh, he, where is he now? He's dead. Yes. He. he dead. Yeah. He doesn't wake up. He doesn't get an extra day. Right. He gets. He gets nothing and likes it because uh, as I was just thinking about him, like he he kept reappearing because of the Ned Ryerson stuff. So I'm like, was there? And then I'm like, now it came back to me. Like he did spend a day with him or whatever. A couple. I mean, I assume yeah, he spent time. a long yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there yeah. was like that. It went. It was weird to me how it, like it just veered off into like, okay, now this is the time with this character, yep. and this is the time mm-hmm. with that. Like the kid falling from the tree. Yeah. Sure. He's like, and you never say thanks. I'll see you tomorrow. You know, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think that also plays to the fact that it's it's like his whole process of going through this time loop thing is that he's got to learn that some of this stuff he just can't fix. Like. Sure. There's there's something finite about all of it, even though he's got to relive it all over and over again. There's literally nothing he can do to stop that old man from dying. Yes. And I think he has to come. That's part of his whole like penance. Yeah. yeah and like learning. Or he learns about. Yeah. Yeah. Because he thinks he's a god. 
And yeah, he says that in one of the scenes. Yeah, I think we have a clip of that. Do you have a clip of that? Let's see. Where is it? There it is. God. God. You're God. I'm a God. I'm not the God. (laughs) Love it. Because you survived. He's so not a God. He is not. You folks ready to order? And the the (laughs) waitress. I wasn't just blown up yesterday. I have been stabbed, shot, poisoned, frozen, hung, electrocuted, and burned. Oh, really? And every morning I wake up without a scratch on me, not a dent in the fender. I am an immortal. Special today is blueberry waffles. <laughs> Why are you telling me this? Because I want you to believe in me. You're not a god. You can take my word for it. This is 12 years of Catholic school talking. I could come back if you're not ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's funny. a pretty pretty heavy part in the movie, but they... Pepper and Dolores there to yeah. break things up with some some humor. But I, I think like that it. the old man dying and he can't stop it. He looks for the chart. He tries to give him mouth to mouth. You know, he tries to make his last day better and there's nothing he can do about it. I feel like that's his turning point. Which is funny because, I mean, he goes through all that, which makes him a better person generally, I suppose, by his own experience. Just not in the eyes of that old man because at that on that last day, mm. chances are he never even talks to that old man. I don't think he had time no. in his day to go and have soup with that old guy. So by the end of this, he just realizes he has to let him go. Yeah. Like he has to let this guy die right. in order for him to live his best life, I guess. Yeah. I don't really I mean, know. I couldn't watch him die over and over. Sure. He's sad. It, it confused me at the end of the movie of like how he was able to manage to have these positive relationships with everybody. <laughs> because he, clearly he did that over the years of uh, this is now my time with you and my time with you and whatever. But they wouldn't remember any of right. that. So, But then the very last one, it's like he knew the 100 people in that room, <laughs> knew him and knew intimate details about them to the point where like, oh, he's a good, Phil's a great guy. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. you couldn't have done that on the very last day. No. So do you think that that has something to do with his mild celebrity, like with him being a weatherman? Like, do these people maybe know him? Maybe. And now that they know that he knows them, they feel better about it. They're like, oh, my God, he's connecting with us on a right. personal level. Maybe. I Possibly. I wish he had more of a, a relationship in, in, in with that first guy that he met when he walked out of the room. The guy yes, the like, guy in the hallway. Hey, you going to see the groundhog? I you know? love him. He's one of my favorite characters. Sure. And then he just kept asking the question. And, <laughs> sure. And Bill was like, go fuck yourself, you know. I want nothing to do with you. And he's a device in the film, again, that shows the passing of time. There's a lot of people yeah. that are placeholders in the movie, I think, that are just there for uh, to let us know that days have passed and right. that... This is really weird for him at first, and then eventually he deal like he he grows that grows to be part of his day. So he tries to incorporate him as best as he can. Again, the whole point of all of this in Bill's in Bill Murray's eyes is to just make this all go away. I think, and nobody knows what the rules are. Like he's making it sure. up as he goes, so he's got to decide to himself: Is it better for me to just kill the whole town or blow <laughs> everything up or try to? Well, I like the scene where he kidnapped the groundhog yes. and then he tried to kill himself with the groundhog. <laughs> I guess he thought the groundhog was the catalyst mm-hmm. of it all. But wouldn't you? And he's though? like going, all right, if I kill this fucking rodent, <laughs> then I can I can die in peace or so get out of the loop. What then? Oh, hold on. Someone calling. What would you do if you were stuck in one place and every day was exactly the same and nothing that you did mattered? Fucking drunk. <laughs> That sums it up for me. <laughs> so what would, I mean, wouldn't you try to do everything you could to fix this? I mean, you'd try to, you'd first start to figure out whose fault it was sure. and then 
I'd just start killing people until it went well, away. See, okay. And that's when it tells me he's a psychopath because yeah. at first it comes to, I need to kill people <laughs> to get out of this thing. I need to eliminate the competition. Like it's, I don't know if that would cross my brain of like, I have to kill people. Um, to get it out would of cross mine after so many days. Yeah. After a couple of years of going through this again, you'd, well, first you'd start to find out. I would, I would start to figure out whose fault it was. And then once I couldn't figure it out, I would just try literally everything. I'd burn down the inn. I would what, sure. anything. You gotta you gotta come up with something for was, ten thousand years. This was there a scene and again uh, where he just tried to leave town? No. Where he just see they now. Should I should have put that in. That's what I probably would have done. Yes. Like, there's something wrong with this fucking town. Sure, <laughs> Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania is shit. I'm out. <laughs> well, I'm they, out. They do try to sort of keep him contained, I think, by the oh, storm. The lizard. Yes. They have the jackknife truck, but the there's the still lizard. other ways, yeah. man. Charter a plane before right. the storm comes in or right. just run, just get a car, Anything. steal a car, yeah. drive out of town before the storm rolls in. That's I'll right. grab a gun and like hijack, hijack yeah. somebody. Sure. Yeah, that's true. So they, I Anything. think that is their device for trapping him in yeah, town. The, it's the weather the is weather. keeping him there. Which, Which he should have known about <laughs> shitty weather, man. Right. Phil. I think that's the ironic it part is. is that the the weather has trapped him. If he had known better, he'd know to get out and right. never. Yeah. I don't know. Right. So we talked about uh, the cause of what happened and how this is going to fix itself. Uh, did he do a, <laughs> I know your answer to this probably, but uh, you think he did a good job sort of hashing that out and fixing his life? You no. Think he's better? <laughs> No, he did. Nothing was altruistic with him. Sure. Everything was, how will this better me? Yeah. How will I look better? How can I get things from someone else? Yeah. Even when he, uh, uh, so Brian Doyle Murray is in the film, uh, Buster, the, the town mayor. Second favorite character. That Chris is, yeah. did you, that's Bill Murray's brother. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I he's got, know. I think he's got six, six siblings. Six Murray brothers. Yeah. What? Yeah, uh, Brian Doyle, I think, is, uh, is one, and Bill Catholic, is two. Is right? oldest. I think he's the second yeah. oldest. Yeah, Catholic. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> have you ever watched uh, Mad Men or Shameless? I have not. Okay, Joel of, Joel yeah. Murray. He's another big one. Joel. Murray. They all have a bit of a career, but yeah, yeah obviously sure. Buster. I mean, Bill was the breakout star. Yeah, and then Brian Doyle. Uh, so Brian Doyle Murray was in Caddyshack. Caddy also, mm. he was the groundskeeper, the head groundskeeper guy. Mm-hmm. The, was he? Not the groundskeeper. Uh, the clubhouse guy. The one that the head of all the caddies whatever ah, yeah. and uh christmas vacation he yeah. shows up in christmas vacation he's mr well, shirley well, the boss i know huh? yeah. yeah yeah and now that you know every yeah. time you see him yes you will know for certain that he is bill murray's brother they you can't really get it out of your head pretty, they look a lot alike pretty similar they sound way different yeah. and why does he go by doyle murray is I, murray really not their last name it's, they're know. all the doyles mom had sex with the milkman so he's got a very distinct <laughs> mr doyle oh mr Mom's doyle's here salute. <laughs> He's delivering the milk again. <laughs> Third time today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so here's his voice. He's got a very distinct voice. And it's, yeah, here it is. This February 2nd at 7.20 and 30 seconds, Punxsutawney Phil, the seer of seers, prognosticator of prognosticators, emerged reluctantly but alertly in Punxsutawney PA and stated in Groundhog Ease. I definitely see a shadow. Boo. <laughs> so what would you do with your time? 
if you were stuck in that situation, uh-huh. would you, uh, yeah, how would you use all that time? God, I don't, I don't even know. I'd like to think I wouldn't be psychotic like Bill Murray and <laughs> sure. commit crimes. I probably would sit through Heidi too a whole lot myself. <laughs> yeah, uh, how does movie that? Guy. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you've been sitting through movies every day I've for the month si- of June. Yeah, <laughs> the month of June, I saw a movie a day, so it's weird. What uh, if that was the same movie every day? Woo-wee! <laughs> uh, that would be a lot to ask for, particularly... Yeah. Heidi too, which I can only imagine would be a huge clunker. Uh, yeah, never saw Heidi the first one, so it'd be awful to be sit through the second movie. Then I'd be like, and I don't know where. Not we like are. that, but it's an eternal winter. Yes, he never gets a hot shower. Chances are Heidi two doesn't have Chris Elliott in it. Yeah, so, I mean that's got to be it's a true story. Why even bother? Yeah, right. Yeah. So I would have seen it once. Be like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Not the beginning credits. <laughs> Maybe just have a huge snowball fight with those kids. That's yeah. all I would do. Plot all day. <laughs> like, I am building an arsenal of snowballs right now. Climb up to the bell tower and, That's right. and just wait for him to come out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Bill Murray does eventually, uh, I mean, that was clearly an afterthought. He does try to better himself as a human being. He reads right. a lot of books. He takes the time to learn the piano, piano and French and all that stuff. Do you think that would come up in your list of yeah. things to do in 10,000 years? You Clearly, you need to be like, okay, how can I like while away my time like yeah, how i keep myself occupied because i probably there would be that point where i think there would be a lot of mental health breakdown yeah there would be mental more than what was kind of like shown in the movie yeah, of well, like, yeah, they had to keep this PG. this person is going crazy and like yeah. there was that one suicide attempt of him trying to kill himself driving himself off the cliff with the groundhog but uh i mean there would be many more times oh yeah well they had a montage because remember i don't know if you remember the part where he goes down and gets the toaster oh yeah right right right. yeah in the tub and yes and then it's like ah i'm back again yeah the montage of suicide he jumps off the he jumps off the building (laughs) yes Right. And then that's the best Chris Elliott line after he gets, uh, after he jumps off the build. Well, actually, there's two. When he jumps off the building, he's like, yeah, I really liked him. I'm like, whatever. You, you were great friends. You right. hated his ass. Right. And then, but then when he drives off the cliff and he's like, oh, he might be okay. And then the explosion. Probably not. Well, that's one of those things like, what do you say? Like someone just killed himself. You're like, oh, that guy was a fucking asshole. <laughs> I fucking hated that loser. You know what I'm talking about. Now I, I got a shot at Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> Nancy. Rita. So eventually you figure out that there's no, uh, basically there's no tomorrow. And we mm-hmm. just have to play this real quick here. Well, what if there is no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. Short clip. But My it's, absolute huh. favorite line. Yeah. It's Mandy's favorite line. And uh, it sort of illustrates what we were just talking about there. What do you do if there is no tomorrow? Um, do you have a day that you've already lived that you would go back on and hope that that could be your groundhog day. Like, wow. that, you know what I mean? And I'll give you an example. This is Phil's example from the film. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, think, like that line. Think okay. about what you would do if you All could right. relive that day over right. and over again. I was in the Virgin Islands once. I met a girl. We ate lobster, drank pina coladas. At sunset, we made love like sea otters. <laughs> That was a pretty good day. Now, Why couldn't I get that day over? How does a sea otter make love? That's what I want to know. Like, I, you know, a lot of animals I've seen. Whatever. <laughs> now, ma- a sea otter. Some would say too many. Too many. Yeah. Like, I mean, you if gotta, you live the same day over and over, you could look it up. You could go by. Well, back then, they didn't have the internet That's either, true. right? Yeah, he was doing field research. Uh-huh. He's getting he's out there and finding one. Getting an encyclopedia, <laughs> looking for pictures. 
No, some National Geo, Nat Geo. <laughs> so I don't, yeah, I don't, that's a, that's an interesting question, sure. and I probably should have thought about that more. What day would I want okay, to relive? I get I, it. I have no idea. Sure, I get that. But They've okay, all been describe a day that would be a great day to live over again. If maybe one you haven't had, but what would you do on a day that you could live over and over again? Do you think probably? Uh, Again, before I quit comedy, uh, it would probably be a good thing to get like a late night spot or something like you're on Conan or Fallon or whatever. And you get on and you get to relive that excitement Mm -hmm. of being on TV forever. And then that would be it. That would be the thing where like I get that TV spot. It's supposed to be the greatest day of my life. And then I fuck it up somehow. (laughs) That's what it would be. I would stumble over my word. I'd be like, ah, fuck. And then they would have to like cancel it. I'd have to be rescheduled or something. So you get ten thousand yeah. years to work it out. Yeah, though. ten thousand years. You get, get there and then right. get bumped. Right, exactly. That's what yeah, you get bumped. We ran out of time, man. I don't know. This guy was talking about otters over here. Fuck it. We have to reschedule this. So what you need to do then is relive the day after. You need to have the great set and then relive the day after when all you have to do is right. just sit back and take sit all those back. accolades. Sorry, Stu. Bill Murray showed up, Bill so you're Murray not going to be able Mother. to go on. Chris Elliott <laughs> yeah. showed up. Oh, yeah. All right. Chris yeah. Elliott. That's fine. You'd be in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Andy I McDowell. Love that. <laughs> love that guy. Andy McDowell is the greatest of all time. So, yeah, I would sit back on the day after I crushed down late night and I'd wait for all those bookers to call me. Man, we need to get you in. I'd be like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I ain't worried about that shit. Spend that day just writing all the, or uh, cashing all those checks. Cash and all that credit, man. All that uh, <laughs> What is it? Exposure. Yeah, you gotta cash, cash in, your in my exposure. Finally, this exposure is paying off. Uh, so he does. Uh, he does some pretty terrible things. Mm-hmm. We've covered a couple of those. Mm-hmm. How long do you think it would be before you tried to do something pretty terrible, like just for the fun uh, of it? Even like just you're gonna go try to find crack in Punxsutawney or two whatever. Hours. You think so? Two hours. <laughs> And you, you get a delayed flight, and you're already trying to. <laughs> right. I, I yeah, no, I, I don't know, man. It would it would be very weird. Probably like if I was reliving a great day, I'd probably nothing, man. I probably yeah. don't think I would ever do anything bad. But if I was reliving a day like Bill Murray, clearly Bill Murray hated that day, and I think for the most part, Bill Murray just hated his life in general. The yeah. character hated his life in yeah. general. If everything was, I'm a weatherman and. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You know, what an awful fucking place to live. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyone that lives in Pittsburgh listening to this, move. Okay. <laughs> not a good place to be. But, Especially uh, Punxsutawney. Punxsutawney. Oh, the worst of all time. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I'd like to think I'm a better human being than that, but right? I'm probably not. I'm probably not. And I would cave into temptation and uh, just do some awful things, probably. rape Andy McDowell or Rita. I would rape Rita. (laughs) Get over here, Rita. We got some exploring to do. Um, Yeah, I just, it's, yeah. I mean, it's a good uh, sociological study of like, okay, now what, how will this person interact with himself having to do the same thing over and over again? And does he become a bad human being? And I think ultimately human beings in general were all fucking awful. Yeah, yeah. I think That's so. The thing. And if it wasn't for like religion, thank God for religion. It keeps the idiots in fucking line. Right? <laughs> the idiots are fearful that they're going to go to hell yep. if they step out of line. So thank God for religion for that. If my mother-in-law's listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> Your mother-in-law's not listening. <laughs> If she, if she is listening, tell her to listen to the Elemental podcast. Thoughts and, thoughts and prayers. And things. Thoughts and prayers. P, stay dry. Stay dry. Nice. So, yeah. So I don't know, man. What do you think? Do you think you would go crazy and I, do bad things? I do. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like eventually I would just, I, you'd do everything. You For 10,000 years, mm-hmm. you'd do, I yeah. mean, 
at least this out of boredom. Yeah, yes. literally out of yeah. I would try. I would. I would climb the bell tower. I think I'd just be like, "This is what I'm doing today." Like, I would climb it. I would off. climb it with freaking Ned Ryerson and throw him off the building. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got something to show you. Get rid of that guy. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Here's look. Look over the edge. What do you see? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Bing. Yeah. Bing. Bing. That's funny. Um. So uh, Nancy. Shows uh, Nancy is Nancy Taylor yep. is the girl in town that he uh, decides to go after. And even though he does a pretty terrible thing, he does it in a way that's not the worst. Like he could mm-hmm. have just overpowered Nancy. Sure. And raped her. Yeah. Taken her back to his inn and told yeah. the lady to shut the fuck up and get, right. yeah, get out of the way. We're doing this, Nancy. But he goes to all this work to like to learn Nancy's life story. And I'm going to play just a little clip of of his. This is Nancy's deception, basically how he deceives her into. Going Can to bed with him. Groundhog this morning. Uh huh. I never miss it. What's your name? Nancy Taylor, and you are. What high school did you go to? What? High school. Lincoln in Pittsburgh. Who are you? Who was your twelfth grade English teacher? <laughs> are you kidding? No, 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 no. It's a lot of work. A lot of work to go through. Mrs. Walsh. For the end of this. She's still Nancy. all about it, though. Yeah. She's a whore. She's a whore. Okay. Hey. Hey. Right. Then the Pennsylvania polka comes into town here. Nancy Taylor. <laughs> Lincoln High School. I sat next to you in Mrs. Walsh's English class. So he lies to Nancy. Well, that's the whole thing, because that's who he is. He is a psychopath yeah. of like, I'm going to get information to manipulate yeah. you mm-hmm. before the realization of like, ah, oh, I just, again, I could have just fucking raped Yeah, you. the like, premeditation behind it is crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the amount of time it would have taken. Because right. he would have had to relive that whole day unless he wanted to just go off himself. I assume at that point he was still worried about the next day. Like, sure. He right. was still worried right. about the repercussions yeah. for having done right. something. But after several thousand years, you just forget the next day is even a thing, right. I think. He, I mean, he essentially, he did rape her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he raped consen- her. Yeah. He, yeah. The manipulation. Everything well, about. okay. Female she, There was no consent. No. There, we don't care she, about the female perspective <laughs> No, I'm here. telling you, she wanted it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. She did. Yeah, she, she did. There is no way after he calls her Rita Listen. twice and asks her to marry him after meeting. And she, right. it is so obvious they didn't go to school together. He is old. Yeah, he's, tw- <laughs> I think, 12 years older than her in real life. <laughs> Which makes zero he, he, he sense. He aged poorly. Yeah. Is what it is. So. Um, no, he was never good looking. Even <laughs> as a young man. Come on, Come man. On. Look at what they did. I'm, He's I'm way look, better looking than me. I'm holding the, uh, the case for the DVD right here. And there's some pretty wicked Whitewashed. photoshopping going on here right. with us. Uh, yes. Yeah. Look at that perfect. It's like my three-year-old has like more blemishes on her skin than he does. Yeah. I, I love this movie, though, from the perspective of like you're looking at these people. And like Amy McDowell is supposed to be like a real attractive woman. And I'm sure she is. But like if you sure if you is. if you look at like uh like their teeth and yes stuff, oh my god they're I like all like they've been teeth. smoking cigarettes and yes. drinking coffee all and day and don't long. they look like little chick they're like they're like tiny right. she has tiny little teeth when she smiles it reminds me of vampires <laughs> but you can't you couldn't get away with that nowadays no. everybody's got bleached perfect yeah. teeth and nowadays eyebrows like her eyebrows are yeah. bushy and that's I mean this is only twenty five years ago but that's more like these were they were real human beings and now everything is just like mm. fake robots or whatever i so prefer now <laughs> well that's the thing i think 
Bill Murray from was, the female perspective. From the female I perspective. prefer things now. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. was supposed to be an everyman, I think, that somebody sure. could relate to and not be a chiseled, perfect human. Right. And I mean, neither nobody in this town is any better looking than Bill Murray either. They're yes. all pretty middle but of the you road. Couldn't, you, if they were to remake this movie now, yeah. uh, you would get someone like Brad Pitt would be the guy. Like okay. Some real, or uh, what's his nuts magic, Mike guy, Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum. would sure. be the guy, some buffed out dude. He's he's the nerd weatherman. Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh my right. God, so I'm, it, I am so watching Groundhog Day and Channing Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Oh, it's the worst. Oh God, I hate it. <laughs> So how would you then, uh, if you were given the ability to recast this movie, let's say first uh, back then. Yeah. Anything back then, who, if not Bill Murray, then who? No, Bill Murray was the perfect character. You think so? Yeah, yeah he's the perfect actor. Very smarmy and, like you said, average Joe kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, very self-serving. Like, that's uh, uh, Bill Murray. That's Bill Murray. in every fucking yes. movie, yeah, that's, that's the same character. Bill Murray does Bill Murray. Bill yeah. Murray can't do anything else. Right. right? The like, only the farthest from that, I would think, would be Caddyshack. That's the only fil- where he played mm-hmm. a character. Of- and even that was like drunk Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah, right? I guess. Like yeah. It's Bill Murray. Just he got hit in the head with a fucking <laughs> two by four at one point or something. Yeah. Right. He's retarded Bill Murray. In <laughs> How about uh, Annie McDowell? Was she I mean, was she good enough as. Yeah, she was good Rita? enough. I mean, unfortunately, her character that you could have you could throw anyone in that. character. Yeah, I think right? that's what she puts on her resume. Annie McDowell. I'm good enough. I'm- yeah. <laughs> and that's why she's my friend. And then she doesn't yeah. smile because her teeth are horrible. <laughs> Jesus, you're caddy over there. I know, Why I didn't you tell it. me your co-host was caddy? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, I really feel like you could replace any of the other characters except yeah. Chris Elliott. All right, so, <laughs> that is kind of true. Maybe I mean, Chris Elliott should be the main character. I could see. I can't He's really fail the weatherman. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know who would be the Chris Elliott character other than him at the time. But sure. Okay, so let's say all-time dream team ultimate casting. Right. Anytime, right now, any person, even now or whatever, who oh, okay. who plays that. Uh, let's say if it couldn't be Bill Murray, if then it couldn't then who? be Bill Murray. Let let me let me think on that for a moment. I can tell you right now, Ian McDowell, who it should be. Uh, I'm going to go with Jennifer Aniston. Okay, that, oh, that's who like it her. should be. I I like her. Uh, she kind of always plays that kind of like uh, nice neighbor yeah. kind of friend, good, great coworker. Kind she would of be yeah more believable in like the producer role too. Yeah, she's yeah. very naive. Like yeah. Annie, Annie McDowell is very Midwesty and very like yeah stupid. That's yeah. the word you're looking for. Sure. She's stupid. Every yeah. woman in this movie is stupid. Right. Like they really is like, that a reflection on the early nineties? Maybe. I don't know. I yeah, mean, I, is Bill Murray a reflection of the early nineties for guys? Ah, oh God, I hope not. But, but probably. <laughs> you look at all. Of, them all. You look at all of the top movies from that period from 1993 and, and they're just there aren't even they're i would bad. say the the strongest female character from 1993 isn't even a female it's oh. mrs doubtfire like that's the, oh, yeah. It, it's yeah. robin williams bringing it strong with a transgender female, yeah, female character first so. transgender all right so thinking about the bill murray character right now probably maybe like uh it would be like will ferrell yeah maybe sure. i could see it steve yeah. carell oh steve carell would be guys. so good because sure. he does good with the smarmy and the comedy yeah uh-huh. He was a newscaster but, guy in that. Yeah, uh, Bruce Almighty yeah, and uh, Evan, Evan Almighty. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Anchorman. He yeah. Played, yeah. He played the retarded weatherman. He was weatherman. the weatherman. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, That's fine. Uh, Brick Tamblin. The, the yeah. only problem is, like, 
he's never really kind of like the asshole. Yeah. No. Like he doesn't, he's the likable yeah. or stupid guy. Well, he wasn't in Bruce Almighty, he was a jerk. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, yeah, he was. That took place in Buffalo, New York. <laughs> Just so everyone knows. One of Were the you greatest. near Buffalo, New York? I grew New up York? in Buffalo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Buffalo. It was one of the greatest movies of all time. He's their Buffalo's only son. He's their, <laughs> their spokesperson. <laughs> their uh, slogan uh, for Buffalo when I grew up uh, was called Talking Proud. Like wow. We were talking proud about the city of Buffalo. When you go into uh, Buffalo, do they have like a billboard with your face on it? <laughs> Is the name spelled no, wrong? No, it is pretty much, yes, it's mixed something. It, it is uh, Salino and Barnes are these two lawyers. Injury attorneys. In, in, injury yeah. attorneys. You know Salino and Barnes, do you really? It's sort or of. It just I, sounds but, like familiar. No, like, oh, this sounds like it. I know the jingle from another. What? Yeah, yeah, that Salino and Barnes, injury attorneys. Yeah. It's, what? <laughs> seriously, how do you know this? It's from another podcast I okay. listen to. It's, uh, it's fine. Is it out of Buffalo, New York? <laughs> I, they yeah. are from Buffalo, New York, and they're are on the billboards everywhere in that goddamn town and and they are bald as mother <laughs> it's weird it's weird and apparently they've had a falling out like one of them got in trouble with the law for something <laughs> shockingly these injury lawyers did something shady uh, so he got in trouble with the law and i don't know if he bought his way out or if he actually did serve some time but then he so it was one guy was on his own and then they got together again when he got out of the slam or whatever uh, but I think they're having problems again. These two guys, Salino and Barnes. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't know the scoop. It's so been a while since I've been someone's got to step up and fill in those billboard spots. <laughs> and they look like two boobs, to be perfectly honest, <laughs> with their hair as it is. It's <laughs> awful. All right, we do want to. I, I want to step in real quick and show. Okay. We we talked about uh, Nancy's deception. Yeah. I do want to also touch on uh, what he did to Rita to try and close Super the deal. Sure. Super rapey. I just want you to, as we listen to this, step back and just listen to the. Um, soundtrack yeah because it gets real i don't know if you noticed it during your your viewing but li- it's way worse when you listen okay it takes a minute to Maybe get in there I yeah do. yeah this part's all pretty Where would you go? middle of the road they're just trying to get Why? in her pants you know i've got a perfect fire i've got some french poetry here Baudelaire. <laughs> i feel like this is every teenage guy's like play like this is how they tried to get in there this should be ice cream over on the windowsill. It, it sounds like that Christmas song of like "Baby Don't Go." Yeah, it's cold outside. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. super rapey. Rocky Road. Trying to right. find everything you can do. I don't know why you think teenage yeah, boys want to so. speak French poetry. Well, they try to They're do whatever like, they can. Drink this Boone's Farm. I'm tired. We can see each other tomorrow. No. So that's where it should have stopped. He should have been like, "All right, you're right. This is probably a bad no. idea." But he just keeps on trying. And it gets super creepo here in a yeah, second. Yeah, listen to the music. If you like it, stay for a while longer. And if you like it, stay for a while longer. Let's not spoil it, okay? Not spoiling it. I don't want to spoil it either. Mm. Oh, yeah, you know I can't, I can't stay with you. Why not? I love you. Oh. Well, that trick worked. You love me. I love you. Listen. You don't even know me. Oh, I, I know you. I know you. Oh, no. I can't believe I fell. It turns into that. a damn horror film for us, <laughs> which it would, I mean, in her situation. <laughs> no, it hasn't. And I hate fudge. Yuck. <laughs> he was using the tricks on Nancy, on her, and it worked on Nancy. So yeah, I'm like, Nancy. all right, I think I'm going to use the same. Yeah. This is my playbook. This is where I'm like going. That, but who so. doesn't love fudge? She's like, <laughs> but, seriously a communist. She <laughs> like, doesn't like Mackinac fudge. <laughs> uh and this this is the scene where I was watching this with Jamie, and I'm like going, why doesn't he just rape her? Yeah. Just rape her. This is where he just <laughs> closed the door. And that's when I legitimately was like, 
he knows tomorrow's a new day and exactly. it doesn't matter. So yeah. just do whatever the hell you want. I, I assume, again, that he did a couple of times. I mean, <laughs> I, that wasn't the only. I assume that it happened. You know how we talked about that clip being rapey? This whole podcast <laughs> yeah. is like totally sure. rapey. Well, well you yeah, have I can't, to. Can't blame we're, you. we're not even going to. We're going to call it another episode of the rape episode. <laughs> rape edition. <laughs> <laughs> but like. With no, rape. With no. Con- <laughs> With no consequences, though, this is, I mean, that's what would happen. I'm certain yes. of it. Yeah. People are bad, yes. inherently evil, yes. and this would be... But this, that, this is the turning point in the movie, I think, where he becomes evil. Yeah. Where he becomes like that guy. And I don't know if there's coming back from that. Yeah. Like, again, I know this is a movie and whatever, but he ma- he's making this conscious conscious effort to do something against someone else's will. I do like, think, okay. though, that he legitimately cares about her because he spent all this time with her every single day for years and years. Right. So and, I do think he loves her, but she doesn't know that he loves her. Right. And right after this, but depression yes. sets in real bad. Like, he gets real sure. sad about stuff. And this is when the suicide montage happens. When he can't close the deal with Rita, he starts doing the suicide thing. A thousand people. And this is the pod, or this is his uh, broadcast after. What a hype. Probably like they used to mean something in this town. They used to pull the hog out and they used to eat it. You're hypocrites. All of you. You got a problem with what I'm saying, Larry? Untie your tongue and you come out here and talk, huh? Am I upsetting you, princess? You know, you want a prediction about the weather. You're asking the wrong film. I'll give you a winter prediction. It's going to be cold. It's going to be gray. And it's going to last you for the rest of your life. Shouldn't be talking shit about Chris uh, Chris Elliott like that. He's going to fuck you up. (laughs) But, Manny, let's... uh, Do you think he... I think he only loves her because she's the only one in town. I don't think it's her. I think it's the situation. It's where they are. This is my only option. There's, I mean, did you see the other ladies uh, other, other than Nancy in the yeah. town? There ain't a whole lot get, yeah. happening in punks. Going time. after the innkeeper. So everything is manipulation. Yes. I do take away though. Like he changes. I don't know. Like she is the, like the angelic, you know, with the Southern accent and her naivete or whatever, mm-hmm. like she's the complete opposite of him. She, he's egocentric. She cares about people, you know? So in my opinion, I think that she, he changes to be a better, to like be worth worthy of her, I guess. Sure. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I try to make it more of a romantic thing cause I'm a chick and that's what I do. Right. Yeah. I need there to be a villain and she just wants to watch a nice film. And that's- <laughs> Matt, Matt's about like a goal. He's yeah. Like, he's about a beginning and an end with like an, an end game. That's Same thing with this. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I'm about the journey. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. why I, no one plays games with me because you're like, I don't fucking know what you're going to do next. Because I'm like, I could play this and win, but I want the game to keep going. So I'm going to no. play this. It's yeah. all, all destination for me. No. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I think that he, ooh, sorry. I think that he, uh, yeah, he tries to be worthy of her. And right. yeah, I, I'm more into the, like the romance of it, I guess. Gotcha. I, I do think it's limited options, but he does, he does dip into that though and explains to himself the, that later on in the film, he mentions that the very first time he ever, it's actually when they're, when she goes back to his room with him and falls asleep in the bed mm-hmm. trying to fix it, he tells her what's wrong and she finally believes him and they go back to the room and she tries to hold out until, what she assumes oh, will be midnight, right. which didn't fix anything. He says while she's sleeping, I think, that uh, the, from the moment he saw her at the radio station, he knew there was something about her, whatever, nonsense. So 
that's supposed to lead us to believe that there's something more than just because he's unhappy limited options he's unhappy like in the beginning that's why he's such a dick he's unhappy yeah like he changes and he becomes happy because he is a nice guy now i don't know i i'm all about you think there's redemption not after all the raping (laughs) (laughs) but nobody knows about it nobody knows technically none of it happened yeah yeah. do you think he murdered people i do if we're if we're presuming rape then then there's murder there was murder before rape you think he killed the bank uh the bank uh security dudes oh i think he ran i would get in that bank that armored car and just plow down people (laughs) i'd go through I go through like what is it? Um, Nobblers, gobblers, knob. gobblers, gobblers, knob. <laughs> yeah, killing you, everybody. It's just it's Grand Theft Auto. Like it's yeah, you just sure. restart every day with right. more another life. It's right. just a cheat code for everything. It's it's awful. <laughs> it's kind of great. I mean, <laughs> it's a very strange concept for a movie. Yes. I wonder who wrote this piece of shit. Like, Harold Ramis. Well, kind well, of. Well, it was he, Harold Ramis. He rewrote yeah. the the screenplay. He has a credit for writing because he rewrote the Which screenplay. Danny Rubin and Harold Ramis. Yes. Because the Girl. screenplay originally, they have you start out like after, like he's already in the time loop, and yeah. then you have to kind of go back and figure things out. And Harold mm. Ramis didn't like that. Yeah, they like Tarantino. It. They show him in the in the. It, it starts with a voiceover with him robbing the armored truck. Is how it was written. Really? And you delve into the whole time loop thing right away. And then we don't get to experience it with him and we don't get to see what's happening. Yeah, so you can't start the movie. A real like mess. That. Yeah. 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 I'm glad that they fixed it and changed it. I've been told I look like Harold Ramis I with my see hair that. and everything. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. Oh, the thin you. Harold Ramis before he got all chunky. He, did like he the, get like chunky the thin at the end? Elvis, he did. Yeah, a little bit. Like the thin Elvis and the chubby Elvis. Oh. Actually, he was, he plays a part in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, he was a physician, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just for a second here. We might as well. I have a clip. I might as well use it. Harold Ramis? Yeah. Well, no spots, such a distinctive voice. No clots, no tumors, no lesions, mm, no aneurysms. That's what I always think Egon. of. At least yeah. none that I can see, Mr. Connors. Of course, if you want to scan or an MRI, yeah. you're going to have to go into Pittsburgh. I can't go into Pittsburgh. Why can't you go into Pittsburgh? I told you there's a blizzard. Oh. So he, he feels trapped by the blizzard. That right. sort of explains that other part, too. Gotcha. Why he never left. Yeah. Could have gone south or something. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Anywhere. Phil. <laughs> the commentary uh, Harold Ramis has for this movie, it's the best because every scene that they have when he's wearing, when Phil's wearing the trench coat, <laughs> Harold Ramis is like, I have that trench coat. Yeah, I took that home after <laughs> took, shooting. That's oh, my, really? I kept that. It's mine. Did he's I mention like, that yeah. I kept yeah. that? That's he's like, nice. hey, you see that coat? I bought, or I got it. I took it home. <laughs> he's dead now. Do you think they yes. sold it or something? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. It was an auction. Yeah, they well, it's definitely got a trench coat. It's got the provenance. He talked about it for, in, at length. Multiple so, times. Yes. Weird. So you guys watched this movie again with the commentary? You know, before I did this podcast, I before I actually approached Mandy to do this podcast, uh-huh. I had the idea to do it, and I watched this movie probably three times once again with the commentary on and uh you are crazy i bought the uh 20 or the 15th anniversary edition which also has deleted scenes what i didn't watch that right which is Mm. fine because nothing fucking happens i was (laughs) so pissed because i was like this is going to be my answer this is going to tell me why it happened how it got fixed Uh definitively show me what he did wrong Nothing. nothing all it does is show him like cutting the heads off of some of the ice sculptures in town. He does a little bit more of the rampagey stuff right. in this, like where he, it's just mild sort of vandalism. Know, bad, yeah, vandalism and bad things just to show passing of time and him kind of leaning in that direction. Like he's about to do something worse, you know, right. sort of thing. But yeah, whatever, what they cut out of the movie was justified. None of it made sense for the, 
Uh, it didn't progress the story at all, the story which more. I wanted so badly for there to be something in there that I could. <laughs> You're not like, getting this is it, it, man. Nothing. You're it's not an... getting your closure. You need they... to write Groundhog Day too. <laughs> there you go. Sure. And it, uh, but yeah, it never. Uh, Revenge of the Hog. It never had a purpose. <laughs> they, I guess, they tested it a few times with, uh, for reasons why. Like they asked, you know, whatever they do mock-ups of the movie or something, and they yep. say like, how do we fix this? And uh, it just never worked out. They tried to use curses and stuff and it just nobody it never made sense so they left it out completely and left it up to us so yeah all right uh so he goes after rita he gets real depressed then he goes and tells her that he's a god he's knows everything he's omnipotent and can fix all of his problems whatever uh and then uh, we assume then several more years pass where he just becomes more inward he can't work on his physical body so he just works on himself inside which is terrible because every day like if you went out and went running or what i mean it wouldn't matter. Nothing would matter. It would all right. reset to normal, yeah. which that luckily, happens to me every time I run. <laughs> <laughs> uh, luckily for him that I'm assuming that must have been at least a mildly comfortable bed and that he woke up every day like a regular person and not like me in constant pain all the time. Because uh, <laughs> just having to reset into that would be a bummer. But you're talking right. about emotional pain, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. him. Yeah. Um, Stark emotional pain. <laughs> no, I meant you. Oh, but. yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, uh, he goes through all that mess, and then he, he learns how to be a better person, I guess. And this is his final Groundhog Day speech. Uh, this is where all of the other anchors just gather around Aww. him and listen to how great this speech apparently is. When Chekhov saw the long winter, he saw a winter bleak and dark and bereft of hope. Yet we know that winter is just another step in the cycle of life. But standing here among the people of Punxsutawney, and basking in the warmth of their hearths and hearts. I couldn't imagine a better fate than a long and lustrous winter. Yeah, whatever. So, yeah, <laughs> that's supposed to be the big finish. He's better person. He fixed everything, whatever. Sure. And uh, we just got a few more of these clips to burn through before we can talk about the end of the movie, which okay. I'm pretty interested in your take on the, the right. end of the film as well. Yes. So this is him being uh, happy now. He fixed everything. No matter what happens tomorrow for the rest of my life I'm happy now I like it because I love you shut up I think I'm happy too he says I love you this time and everything's okay no slap in the face because he tricked her into believing he was a good person right he did all of those great things in the town in front of all those people yes and somehow in a 24 hour period she thought he yeah. was a completely different person he was a huge a-hole that morning, but now, oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you missed my favorite part. What's, what happened? Oh, wait. No, it's okay. You, it's you coming. might be getting there. Yeah, it's coming. coming. Yeah. I love this shit. <laughs> yeah, this is the sappy garbage ending where they just have to wrap up everything here. <laughs> so this is clearly the next day. Something different happens. Oh, it's going to be the Still loop again. Oh, shitty DJs. God, can you imagine waking up to that every day? Put on your booties, because it's cold out there. <laughs> God. Something's different. Oh. And he pinches her. Yeah. Something is different. <laughs> good or bad? Anything different is good. Hmm. But this could be real good. But just in case, I'm going to rape you. Yeah. <laughs> Just leans over and chokes her out. <laughs> Why are you here? I bought you. I own you. He looks over at the clock and it's 5.59. why are you still here? Damn it. You said stay, so I stayed. I do like this part. 
<laughs> I said stay, so you stayed. Mm-hmm. I can't even make a call. He stayed. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta oh. check something. Oh, just stay. Just stay. So if this movie was going to end this way, this is, this is how it should have ended to me. It should have stopped here. It would have been terrible still. Know what? Today is tomorrow. It happened. You're here. I'm here. Bill, why don't you like this? Last night you just fell asleep. <laughs> so they didn't have sex. It was the end of a very long day. Is there anything I can do for you today? Ugh, I want my husband to say that in the morning. Be like, do the fucking dishes. <laughs> she says, I'm sure I can think of something. The music swells and that should have been the ending, right? Like, sure. It makes sense that that would be the end of this movie. Yeah. But instead, they fuck it all up by doing this nonsense. It's so beautiful. <laughs> they leave the inn. He walks outside. They step down the stairs. Yeah, it's, lame. it's just the worst. Let's live here. Uh, Let's live here, he says. Well, he's lived there for 10,000 exactly. years. Exactly. I think he's afraid. She's, she's got a new damn job in Pittsburgh. Yeah, like, yeah but she obviously isn't cut out for that industry. <laughs> it's true. Clearly. I just don't understand. She fell in love yeah. with him in 12 hours. She's not <laughs> going to be able to handle and broadcast. She's stupid. She is stupid. It's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. So uh, the ending for you. Uh, uh, yeah, I didn't really like it. Uh, I mean, I didn't like the movie. Either, <laughs> so I could not recommend it. Two thumbs down. That. <laughs> All right. Uh, Are you at least glad you've seen it now? So sure. You know, now, I mean, yeah. So when people go tell me like, "Oh, it's the greatest," be like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> right? No, you're wrong. Get out of here. There's plenty of other Bill Murray movies that are better than this. Nice. Uh, I, yeah, I, it would have been better if it ended on a thing where he uh, he went through the town, he slaughtered people, <laughs> and then he wakes up the next morning surrounded by cops, yeah. and he goes to prison for the rest of his miserable. But life. he would be so happy to be in. I think he'd be so. <laughs> happy to be in prison get out of the loop yeah. Yeah. yeah i did it i'm out of here put me in solitary confinement <laughs> maybe i don't know it, well, you, yeah and clearly you can't end it like that but like yeah. people would just go crazy but uh yeah no i the ending was goofy but how else are they gonna end yeah it? right yeah i mean at how that point you're that I mean, you deep have people, in yeah you have people like me that have to have the happy ending. the happy sure. ending the resolution yeah, i need it boy gets girl or girl gets boy or whatever. Um, yeah. No, they're both old and ugly. <laughs> they are not old boys or girls. skanks. <laughs> yeah, somebody liked it. This movie made seven, I think 70 million, I think is what it did. The, it. the gross for it. Yeah. yeah. So. There should have been a Groundhog Day too. Yeah. yeah. And they could do it uh, with a whole different kind of cast. It wouldn't need to be the same people. Chris Elliott. You know? It'd be like true detective of like, all right, now we're going from these people and we're yeah. going to go over here. Completely different kind of storyline. Same day, different town. Oh, yeah. 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 I want exactly. him to make it and I want him to make it rated r and i want to see uh, all the horrible shit that he actually yeah, did sure. or maybe see, you just make a different holiday right it's not yeah, make, like columbus day 
Well, clearly that's one of the reasons why they picked Groundhog Day for this movie. There weren't any movies based around it. And now this yeah. gets play every year yeah, on true. Groundhog right, Day. Right, so it's a bit, I mean, right. it's kind of a money grab. How but, did not Independence Day not get played yesterday? Like it should have been 24 seven yeah. on some station. Yeah. Like, like, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Christmas Story gets played right. 24-7 on TBS orders. How does Independence Day not get the same kind of love? They don't have that Will but Smith anyway. money, I guess. I don't know. Somebody's <laughs> got to pay him. But. All right, folks, that is the end. I think we kind of covered the movie. This was a great first episode, man. Thank you so yeah, much, thanks. man. Thanks for coming. Uh, everybody's going to listen to this. Yeah, and, we're trying, uh, man. The second episode, if you have one, will be pretty good. I yeah, think. we're still yeah. working on the movie we're going to do for the next one. Uh, right. We're working on that, but... Yeah. Uh, Stu, do you have anything you want to plug while you're here? Uh, well, apparently I'm a podcaster. Yeah, you are. So <laughs> my own podcast, The Elemental Podcast, that people can find on uh, podcast platforms. Perfect. Very nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Get that six-member mafia bump over six here. Six-member mafia, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Anything else coming up at all? Or nah, we'll I work with that. Shit, all right. You know, my comedy career is coming to an end, so <laughs> it's, it's pretty much over. <laughs> Uh, kind of like uh, Chris Elliott's career. <laughs> I keep bumping the mic here yeah. too. God, God damn. damn it! My podcasting <laughs> career is almost over. It's sure. almost over. So yeah, no, I don't. Is this your first lot. time too? Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> Hello. Twitter. What do you got for Twitter? Anything? Uh, it's just me at Stu McAllister or Stu McSomething. That works. <laughs> you should make that Stu McSomething. Yeah, you should have that. Yeah, be a- that's how I did a uh, I did a county fair, not a county fair, Lake Odessa fair, and that's on their website. They had me as Stu McSomething. Nice. That, that should be on your billboard mm-hmm. in Buffalo. New York. That's right. Selino and Stu McSomething. Selino and McSomething. <laughs> There we go. Injury attorneys. All right. And then, uh, Mandy, you got anything going on? Just another episode. Perfect. All right. You guys can reach out to us if you'd like to at another episode podcast at gmail.com for uh, any tips or, you know, whatever questions questions you got. Yeah. We'll relay stuff. We'll relay questions on to Stu. Rape techniques. (laughs) If you've got a good Chris Elliott film that you've seen recently that Stu made out of. boy, man. Yeah. Uh, You can get a hold of him there. We are also on Twitter at another ep pod. So that's another EPPOD. You probably couldn't do episode podcast. It's too long. It's too long. Yeah. That's bullshit. I was so pissed. It was Twitter, like, get your shit together. It was one letter too long. Oh, it didn't make sense. That's awful. So, yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening and join us again for another episode.